What's going on, guys? I am super psyched about this episode because, listen, I've been doing this a long time, right? I've been working with people. I've worked with in the tens of thousands of people, right? And one thing I've noticed is that when people come in to see me, right, there's one of three things holding them back. And if you're not in tune with what's holding you back from being successful long term, because like, here's the thing. For the most part, you know, people know what healthy foods are. If I showed you, hey, a donut and a piece of fruit, you know which one is maybe healthier. If I said to you, hey, what do you think you should be eating in a day? You know, you might be able to tell me for the most part, but it's but when people are constantly struggling with nutrition and constantly struggling with weight loss and it's a pattern, there's something holding you back. And until we remove that piece of it, you're always going to be struggling. So as you're listening to this episode, I want you to think, which piece do I identify with the most? Which one is that sucker that's holding me back? And then we're going to give you strategies to start to overcome it. And then all of the work that you've put in with the other categories that you're probably good at already, you'll be able to maximize those, optimize those, and then this is all going to become very very, very simple for you. So I'm super excited to dive in. Before I do though, if you find value in podcasts like this, um, I want you to subscribe. And here's why. A, because I love friends and you know, when you subscribe, you become a friend. Um, but more importantly, because Right now, you think a certain way about nutrition and food and weight loss and all that, and sometimes you just need a little person in your ear recalibrating you um, when you kind of go into these old thought patterns that maybe aren't helping you or these old belief systems that maybe aren't helping you with weight loss and nutrition. So when you subscribe, you'll get a little notification every time we post something new, and then you'll have me in your little ear kind of helping to recalibrate your brain until it just becomes something that you do naturally. So it helps for me and it helps you, and if you enjoy this podcast and you enjoy a uh, content like this, uh, write us a review because that helps us allow us and allows us to make more so that we can help you be your healthiest self. Okay, so let's dive in here. So here's how we're going to do this, right? The first thing we need to figure out for you is we need to figure out which one is your weed that we need to rip out. So we're going to go over what the three are and we're going to go over the hallmarks of each. So by the end of that little segment, you'll be able to be like, yep, that's the one, that's the weed I got to rip out. And then we're going to go over strategies on how to deal with each one. So that should start to give you some action items that you can put into place to start to overcome it. And then you rinse and repeat. And before you know it, this whole thing seems a lot easier to you. All right, so the first one is probably one of the most common ones, I would say, and it is mindset. And mindset is crucial, and it's one of the first things that has to come. So if you're somebody who's like, I know everything about weight loss and nutrition, I really know what I should be doing, and when you um, go to like do it, you're able to, uh, but then you're not consistent with it, or it doesn't feel good to you, that's a really good indicator that mindset is your struggle. So there's three kind of hallmarks, there's a bunch, but there's three that I want to go over to help you identify if this is you. So somebody who really has mindset as their kind of weed that we have to rip out there uh, tends to be very all or nothing on nutrition and weight loss programs. Meaning like, so for example, I had a client once who her MO before she started working with us is on Sunday, always on a Sunday, she would like have what she referred to as the last meal, right? And you guys struggle with mindset you know exactly what the f i'm talking about you eat anything and everything you possibly can because after tomorrow you're never having these things again which you know isn't true but that's just kind of the weird thing that we tell ourselves and when you go about it you go like all in you're able to stick to it to like the nth degree you have all of your egg whites and your grilled chicken and you don't necessarily like love the foods that you're eating um but you do it anyway <laughs> and uh you're able to do that for a little while and then what would happen with my client is is that she literally wouldn't be able to, to do it anymore. Um, 
and she wouldn't start with a binge or she wouldn't start going crazy but she'd have one thing so for example it would be like Mary's birthday at the office right and you know somebody brought in cupcakes for Mary's birthday and my client would say all right like I've been so good I could just have one and then one would turn into two and two would and then she's like well I already screwed up so I might as well have more because then you feel guilty so she made herself feel very guilty about the one cupcake and then she's like and then she felt like she screwed up and if you screw up for one or you screw up for five if it's a screw up either way in your mind why would you just have the one so then she's quote unquote off and then the following Monday she'd get back on so you tend to be very all or nothing and it might not be in a small time frame like a week it might be a month it might be a few months um you might be able to to follow the program until you hit your goal and then you kind of go off but if you find yourself very all or nothing in your approach with with uh, weight loss and nutrition mindset is definitely something that you are struggling with so how do you start to overcome that piece of it? I call I call this the middle lane, and the middle lane is a wonderful place to be because the first thing you need to do is you need to kind of get it out of your head that it's got to be perfect in order to see results because, and I've said this a million times, I've said this till I'm blue in the face, this is, if you listen to any of my stuff, this is not the first time you're hearing this. You do not have to eat perfectly in order to see results. And I'm going to use my cheeseburger guy, right? If I have a guy who comes in and he's eating 15 cheeseburgers a week and now he's eating 10, guess what? That's not perfect, but... He's losing weight that week. So this common misconception that we have that things have to be perfect kind of creates this like all or nothing mentality because, you know, when if you're not all, then you're obviously nothing, um, but that's not the case. The other thing is, is we think we need to make these really big dramatic changes and that's going to equal faster results. And it, it doesn't. Maybe initially it does, but then if you look at trends over time, you end up kind of being right back where you were. And another really great analogy I can give you for that is it's the reason why, you know, in freshman year in high school, they're not teaching senior year level chemistry. Because A, you don't need to know senior year level chemistry freshman year, nor do you have the foundation to build off of it. So anything that any senior level chemistry that I teach a freshman, it's it's worthless to them. It's it's not it's not helping them in the long term. Even if they understand bits and pieces of it, they're not going to be able to apply that to the bigger picture. So the way that you start to identify the middle lane is say, okay, well, this is where I this is where I am right now. Let's say you're in the, the, the you know, nothing side where you're just kind of eating whatever you want. And then this is where I think I should be. What is an in-between there? So like, for example, right now I'm having 15 cheeseburgers a week, right? I think I should be eating zero. What's a number in between 15 and zero? And that's the middle lane. And your middle lane will adjust as you develop these skills and as you develop a foundation. But that's a really great place to start. If with any of your habits, think where am I right now? Where do I need to be? And what is in between there that would be an improvement? Okay, so the second hallmark for mindset being your issue, and you might not be aware that you do this, so I want you to pay attention to it this week. You speak very negatively to yourself. You talk down to yourself about all this. Um, great example, I had a client once who um, really struggled. She was just such, so in the habit of stopping at Dunkin' Donuts on the way home from work, right? So every Monday, she'd be like, I'm not going to do it this week. I'm not going to do it this week. And she probably wouldn't do it Monday, and she might not do it Tuesday. But then inevitably, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Friday, if she was lucky, she would stop. And she would then berate herself in her mind. And I said to her one day, this is how we realized that she did it. I said to her, I was like, all right, so, you know, Wednesday you had the donut or whatever. What did you say to yourself? And then she was like, oh, she's like, I was like, why are you doing this? You're so stupid. You want to lose weight. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, why don't you have any willpower? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, all right, I want you to close your eyes for a second. And she had a daughter. And I want you to pretend that your daughter was really struggling with her weight and really struggling with nutrition. She was really trying to figure it all out, right? And she stopped at McDonald's on the way home. I don't know. 
And she was saying to herself exactly what you're saying to you, right? What advice would you give her? If she came to you and she's like, mom, I can't believe this. I stopped at, I stopped at McDonald's. I really want to lose weight, but I, I screwed up. I stopped at McDonald's. What would you say to her? And she was like, well, I'd say like, look, hun, like, you know, try, try better next time. No big deal. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so why the hell aren't you saying that to yourself? Because think about it in another context, right? If I have a job, right? And I'm at work and my boss comes up to me and is like, Michelle, why did you screw this up? What is wrong with you? Are you stupid? Blah, blah, blah. I am a not going to respond positively to that. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be so fearful next time that I do it. Um, But if my boss comes up to me and is like, hey, Michelle, like, look, I noticed you did this thing wrong. Like, totally understandable. Like, let's work on this thing. Like, let's go over it. Let's see, like, why it happens. Like, now I'm going to be very opening to changing it. And there's a very strong, um, very strong probability that I'm going to change it when you speak to me the first way. um, I'm sorry, the second way and not the first way. So she was like, oh my God, I like literally never thought of that. So I made her write down every single time that she had a negative thought and like she had pages upon pages upon pages. She'd call herself stupid. She'd say, what's wrong with you? Like all of this stuff. So if you do this, a lot of times, but fun fact, by the way, my, a psychologist friend of mine told me that typically that's your parents' voice. So uh, that's, a, that's another thing. People with mindset usually had parents that were sometimes controlling about their food. Um, that's a, a, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases. So uh, sometimes that voice in your head actually mimics the voice that your parents had. So fun fact, so you can blame mom and dad. Um, but when you're speaking negatively to yourself, you need to kind of catch that and rewrite the script because when you're trying to change your eating habits, it's not freaking easy. It's difficult and it's not perfect right now. So if you identify all the places that it isn't perfect and then you're able to find solutions for it, like what a great opportunity. So whenever somebody has a slip up, not a screw up, but maybe like a little slip up, it's a really good opportunity to figure out, okay, well, why did that happen and how can I strengthen that piece for next time? So funny end of the story. With the donut thing, right? So we we tried to start, you know, by doing what I said originally with the all or nothing, like picking a few days. And then what we realized was she was so much more likely to do it on a day where she had a lunch that she didn't like. So she would have a salad for lunch. She didn't love salads, but she thought she should be eating them. But she would have the salad and inevitably she would stop for the donut every time that she had the salad. And what a great thing. What a great pattern to learn, right? But if if all she was focused on was the negative and, oh my God, beating myself up, like that would be such a wasted and missed opportunity to find the actual reason that she was struggling, well, one of the actual reasons that she was struggling. So we look, we, we took a step back and we looked at it from an inquisitive point of view. I call it, I call it with my clients, your Bill Nye voice. So stop and instead of beating yourself up, when you catch yourself doing that, stop and say, okay, well, that was interesting. Why did that happen? And if you're not sure, you know, you can ask, you know, one of us and we'll help you figure it out. But, um, but that's the second hallmark of a mindset problem is that you tend to speak very negatively to yourself. And the way that you start to overcome that is you, you catch it. So you start to catch when you start to speak to yourself in a poor way and a really great, um, strategy if you don't know the right thing to say to yourself is say, well, what would I say to my friend? What would I say to my daughter? Would I say the same thing I just said to myself? And if the answer is no, it would not be effective or appropriate on a friend or on a child, then it is not effective or appropriate on yourself. All right. So, and if you're not sure what to say, say, well, what would I say to that friend? What would I say to my daughter? And that's a great place to start. All right. And the last little hallmark for mindset is that the thought of doing it 
for lack of a better phrase, I'm going to quote Marie, that cleaning lady, um, it doesn't spark joy or like you dread it, right? You're like, ugh, I don't want to eat the stuff that I have to eat. Like it just, it's not, it doesn't seem exciting. It's not something that you want to do repeatedly. And this is like so important because in order to create habits, right? And in order to make this so that this really starts to come naturally, so you're a naturally healthy eater that doesn't have to have to worry about weight and all that other stuff, the only way to do it is you need to rinse and repeat it to the point where it becomes autopilot. Your current habits you've rinsed and repeated and maybe they're not in line with what you want to do, but nobody's going to want to rinse and repeat something and do something over and over again that makes them feel bad. So I have a, I had a client once, or a lot of clients, but one in particular that I could think of who like just she always ate stuff that like looked good on paper, but she didn't like any of it. She, so so she had to use, she used the phrase a lot, well, I'm going to get back on track. There is no getting back on track. You know, your body is responding to exactly what you're doing, whether you're acknowledging it or not. Um, but when you kind of like in your mind put a timeout on it or you feel like you have to put a timeout on it, it's because the foods that you're eating, you don't like. And when they look at people who are successful with weight loss long term, the only thing that those people have in common is that they really enjoy the process. They enjoy their healthy food as much as their unhealthy food. Um, they get a little bit of a mix of both in there. So there's enough healthy foods out there that you can find something that you like, or at least we can kind of like reframe it so that you, you find some kind of joy in it. But if you feel the need to kind of like stop and start and you really aren't like enthusiastic about it, um, to the point that you're want to get, you're going to want to eat this way for the rest of your life. Um, and that's a question that I ask my clients often. I'll either say, can you eat more or less like this for the rest of your life? Or I will say to them, if calories didn't count or whatever you want to call it, like, would you still eat this? And if the answer is no, we have to find something else because if you're not enjoying it, you're never going to be able to rinse and repeat it to the point where it becomes kind of automatic and autopilot. All right. So that wraps up mindset. So are you somebody that struggles with mindset? Yes or no? Um, if yes, then we're going to start working on those things. And if not, uh, we're going to keep going here. So next up is execution hallmarks for execution. So listen up and see if you identify with any of these. So the first is that you want to eat healthy, you like healthy foods, but you feel like you don't have the time. You feel like your schedule is too busy and you feel like your family needs too much stuff out of you and you're just like, I would love to do this, but I just like don't have the time or now is not the right time or things are too busy right now. And this is a very dangerous mindset to get into because your life is your life and you know, your obligations aren't going to change and you know, you have a kid and like the kid still needs attention even though you're trying to be healthy, like you know, the kid's got to like, you know, get their kid needs met. Um, so it, it, it's dangerous roadblock because it feels like it's one that you do not have control of and you do. And I'm going to prove this to you. All right. So if this is something that you identify with, here's something I want you to think about. I have never in all of my years have had a client come in and say, oh my God, Michelle, I am just so busy. I have like not showered all week long, not one time. And like for the guys, okay, but for the ladies, like showering's like a process, right? Like you have to wash your hair. And if you're like me, you got a lot of, lot of you know, long hair, it, it takes a minute. Um, we have to shave, that takes God knows how long. Like it's a process, but we do it and nobody ever says they don't have time for it. And it takes like a half hour to 20 minutes, right? So if I told you, you need to spend 20 minutes to 30 minutes every single day doing something, you'd be like, girl, don't have time for that, sorry. But you shower every day and you don't think about it. So instead of saying, I don't have time, what I want you to say is it's not part of my routine yet, but it will be. All right. Now, if you feel like time is your thing, the first thing is you, as you're making these changes, they have to be manageable changes. So again, you don't want to go all or nothing on me. You don't want to go from like eating every single meal out to like taking your whole Sunday and like Instagram black 
containering all of your meals for the week. That's a little bit crazy. Um, but you want to say, okay, like what would make my life easier? And if you've heard me talk about, at all about meal prepping, right? Um, the, the whole idea of a meal prep is designed to make your life easier, not harder. So you could say, all right, maybe one thing I could do this week is I can plan out all the meals that I'm going to have this week. And let me tell you, if you know how to how to do this, it's it will make your life so much simpler because you have all the stuff that you need and and then you can kind of create shortcuts. So for example, let's say you're like, all right, I'm going to make this and I'm going to link this this recipe at the bottom. It could this recipe could not be any freaking easier. It's it's my favorite one to start people off with. Um it's called a it's a crockpot barbecue chicken. And literally, if you have a crockpot, dust it off. If you do not, go on Amazon. It's like 20 bucks or go on Bed Bath and Beyond and use like little 20% off coupons, buy one. And all you're going to do just to start off you're going to throw in there chicken and barbecue sauce. If you want to get fancy and throw some spices in, I'll give you some spices in that too. But th- just do that, right? And that will take literally no more than 10 seconds of actual work. And then you have like a meal or at least the, the workings of a meal that you can make something in. So I would suggest, you know, maybe plan out your stuff. Like I do this every week for myself still. I write the days of the week and then I write what we're doing for dinners each day. And like that is, is was a game changer for me. Um, you can also outsource stuff. Like I typically don't go to the grocery store. I'm a big fan of like Amazon Fresh and like these grocery delivery services are amazing. So you can always like outsource some of that and like that makes everything much easier too. Um, And then, you know, look at the things that you know how to, I'm not even going to use the word cook, I'm going to call it assemble. Look at the things that you know how to assemble um, and then just kind of like say, all right, I'm going to assemble this on Monday. I'm going to make enough for it so it lasts like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like you have the time, you just don't have the system and the system that you have in the beginning might seem a little bit like work because it's not in your wheelhouse yet. It's not something that's like, you know, um, something that comes as naturally to you as showering and brushing your teeth yet but eventually with repetition it will so the first hallmark for execution is that you feel like you don't have time but if you follow those tips you will all right the next hallmark that execution is your problem is that you're always waiting for the perfect time so (laughs) you're like oh my god things are way too stressful right now like i can't possibly like do this now like it's it's mary's birthday next week and then you know in two weeks like then we're going on vacation so it doesn't make sense to start then and then like my job gets really busy like this month through so there's never this like perfect time and let me tell you there's never going to be the perfect time and here's why because um Let's just start with January. So January, maybe you're like, okay, January, gonna have the time. And then eventually, um, you know, like the March, April holidays kind of come into play. And then the kids are off for a whole summer. So then you're like, all right, well, it's summer. We have parties. Like now's not the right time. And then maybe September motivates you a little bit, but then it's like Halloween. And you're like, all right, well, Halloween's not the right time. And it's Thanksgiving. And then it's Christmas. And then, you know, then you're just like, well, the right time just never rolled around. So again, your body's responding to what you're doing no matter what's going on. And Interestingly enough, when I look at our clients and their stats, the people who do the best, ironically, are the ones that start in November because they start right during the toughest time of year and they learn to manage it during the toughest time of year. So then everything that comes their way after that just seems a lot easier. So that's like a a nice kind of way of thinking about it is that, you know, when you're trying to make a lifestyle change, right, you need to do this with real life stuff going on. Otherwise, you're never going to learn to manage it. All right. So that's the second kind of hallmark is you're always kind of waiting for this perfect time that like never really comes or like pockets of it come, but then things get crazy again. If you're constantly stopping or starting, Um, you're never going to be able to execute consistently. So instead, 
no pun intended, compare apples to apples, right? So don't compare an easy week with nothing going on to like a shit show week where you have to carpool three kids all at the same time, right? So take it week by week and say, okay, these are the things that went well and these were the things that, you know, were, were, were good and like these were the things that were super challenging. And compare a tough week to a tough week. And as long as, as you're kind of identifying like little pieces that made the week tough and you work on fixing those, and as long as you are kind of comparing like you know, a, a tough week to a tough week or a tough time to a tough time and say, am I improving here? Um, then it's going to make the execution piece seem a whole lot easier. So the last roadblock that you might be struggling with, and this one's a little bit harder to identify, is knowledge. And a hallmark of this is that you're trying to do something and you're doing the right thing and you're doing it well, but you're not seeing the results that you want to see. A really great example of this is I have a lot of clients who, um, comes to me when they hit menopause, right? And they're like, my doctor told me that you can't lose weight in menopause, which anybody who tells you that, they don't know what they're talking about because I have mostly clients in menopause. I have quite a few clients in menopause, um, hundreds. And then uh, when I was in grad school, I actually did my whole thesis on weight loss in menopause. So it's very possible, but if you're doing the same things that you did in your 20s as you're doing in your 50s, that's not going to work. Or let's say you're choosing a philosophy or nutrition strategy that does not solve a problem you have. Great example of this is intermittent fasting. So I was working with somebody who came in to see me and she was like, my friend did intermittent fasting. She lost so much weight. She did so great on it. And then I started doing it and now I'm gaining weight like crazy. And she's like, I must be doing something wrong. Can you show me what I'm doing wrong? And she wasn't doing it wrong. She was executing intermittent fastingly to the T by the books perfectly, but it wasn't solving a problem that she had. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this um, a couple of months ago on a radio station. Uh, Marky Mark was a guest and uh, Dr. Oz was a guest. And Dr. Oz was talking about intermittent fasting and how much he loved it. And then Marky Mark chimed in. He was like, um, if I did that, that would not work out well for me. And, you know, the debate was like, well, who was right? And ended up doing this whole competition. But the answer was that they both were right. They were both doing what was right for them. So a lot of times there's so many nutrition philosophies and you hear, you know, how is it possible that somebody, one person can cut out carbs and lose weight and one person can eat only carbs and lose weight and somebody cuts out fat and loses weight and somebody adds fat and loses weight um the solution has to solve a problem that you have so your knowledge um you might know the right thing but you might not know if it applies to you or not so that's the first kind of hallmark of knowledge being the issue so the solution to that would just be to either A, do your own research and try to find the right philosophy for you, or B, work with a professional like ourselves, uh, which if you go to nutritionmish.com, you can kind of see how you could start to work with us there. Um, but either way, you just have to kind of find the right philosophy for you. All right, so the next hallmark sign that knowledge is your roadblock is that you are just confused about nutrition. You hear that eggs are good for you and then they're bad for you and then you should eat a high-fat diet, then a low-fat diet, and then a high-carb, and then a low and you just don't know the right thing for you. Um, so here's where how you kind of like figure all that out you have to remember everything is fine in moderation doesn't get a whole lot of clicks so the media is always like highlighting one side and then the other side and with nutrition nutrition I call it a Goldilocks science and what I mean by that is that you have the perfect amount of everything proteins carbs fats calories water whatever and when you have too much when you have too little you start to have problems so what I'm listening for when I'm in a session with somebody is I'm listening for like are they on this side on this side or are they Goldilocks and we need to get everybody to Goldilocks but what happens is people tend to take it too far so for example calories right so I'm sure 
if you're a woman at some point you might have been told oh you're not you know losing weight because you're not eating enough and you're like how the hell is that even possible because everybody has the right amount of calories for them right so let's say your number is 1500 calories that's what you should be eating in a day so if you're going to eat 3000 my message would be eat less but if you're going to eat 800 my less my message is going to be eat more but we don't talk about it in terms like that we just say we talk about polarizing we say eat less eat more eggs eat less eggs whatever it is we're not kind of thinking about it like okay this is my dial where am i in relationship to my dial so with nutrition it's not more is more it's not less is more you have your perfect amount of everything and again working with a professional to kind of help you figure out the right um amount of everything for you that's a little bit more of an individualized uh response but knowing that that's your problem is a first place to start and listen if you don't want to work with a professional like there's google like you could literally learn anything these days so you know you're on your phone anyway start googling some stuff and start figuring it out um if you want to save time you can work with a professional but if you don't want to you don't have the means to that's not stopping you you have the entire internet to help you all right so the last hallmark that knowledge is your problem is that you were doing something you saw results but then at some point you stopped seeing results um and that's a knowledge problem because you didn't know kind of like okay well this piece you have and now like this is like the next piece um great example is i was working with a woman once who um lost a lot of weight she was doing intermittent fasting just for example so she lost a lot of weight doing intermittent fasting um so her problem was that she was overeating intermittent fasting kind of caused her to eat less so she lost like you know 30 of the 50 pounds that she was trying to lose but then there was that last 20 and no matter how much she intermittent fast it wasn't working because she what she didn't realize is that intermittent fasting a lot of times works for people because if you're overeating um it helps you just kind of you know eat less but then she got to a point where she was no longer considered an overeater so now her problem was that her body was very used to what she was doing so we had to like switch it up so for her i said to her all right well the cutoff time at night i think is awesome i think that's great i think that's helping you out a lot but you know at this point i feel like if we start your metabolism earlier in the morning i think you would actually get some benefits for that for reasons that I'm not going to go into in this podcast because that's not the point. Um, But she fought me on it forever because she believed her nutrition, philosophy, religion, whatever of intermittent fasting. It got her this far, which I totally understand. So she was super resistant. So one day I was just like, all right, look, it's obviously not working your way. Why don't you just humor me? Try it my way. Sure enough, that got it moving for her again. So the solution that you're choosing might not be for a current problem that you have, which again, that's a knowledge thing. And for all the knowledge pieces, the two solutions are, you know, doing research on your own with Google or, you know, working with a professional like us. All right. So I want to know what are your roadblocks? What did you learn about yourself? What did you discover? Are you like a mindset person? Is execution really holding you back? Is it like your knowledge? Is it a mix of them? I want to hear. So leave me a comment. I want to know, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you could tag me on it on social media at Nutrishmish. Um, I want to hear what is holding you back because I, I want to help you find some solutions here. And like I said, if you do want to work with us, you can go to nutritionmish.com and check that out. If you know some of these things you know you struggle with, if you want to work on getting there faster, we can definitely help you with that. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and make sure you comment and tell me because I want to hear which areas you're struggling with, what you learned about yourself during this podcast. All right, I'll check you guys out later. Have a great week. Bye.